It is a fundamental law of the universe that nearly everything looks better in slow-mo. Something that the slow-mo guys have been proving since 2010. Three, two, one, go! Their 14 million YouTube subscribers regularly watch Gav and Dan slow things down as they blow things up. No one stand in front of the cannon, for obvious reasons. Dan is ex-military and weapons trained, which means he can do this sort of thing. You, on the other hand, can't. And today I've come to Gav's studio in Texas to add to the list of silly things that he's filmed in slow motion. Yeah, this is either stuff that we're about to film with or just leftover stuff that we've already done. Like, uh, <laughs> that's what's left of a Newton's Cradle after Dan shot it. I like that one stayed on, that's quite nice. <laughs> this is probably 500 mousetraps. <laughs> this is when you threw Dan into these mousetraps? Yes. The way they all just sort of triggered from the outside inwards, just amazing. And it, that was all within, you know, a few milliseconds yeah. that happened. Right, here comes the science bit. Now, whereas normal video cameras record something like 25 still images or frames per second, Gav uses cameras that capture thousands per second. If you play these back at 25 frames per second, that's where you get your slow-mo. They have filmed at over 1 million frames per second. And at that speed, they only had enough storage space to capture two seconds. So how do you make sure it's the right two seconds? That's actually one of the incredible difficulties when high speed was on film, because you'd have like a thousand feet of film, and if you press go, it's gone in like seven seconds. So if, if something's going to happen and you don't quite know when, very difficult to get that. Hence, slow-mo has only really been accessible to the industry on digital cameras. Now, these continually record over their own footage, and instead of a start button, you get a stop button. Instead of trying to predict when the thing's going to happen and hitting start just before, when the thing happens, you hit stop, and you get to keep the last few seconds. That's actually the most stressful part of it, is I hope I don't miss the beginning by waiting too long, and I hope I don't trigger too early. So. For example, if there's an explosion, you want to have everything land, but you don't want to wait too long that you miss the beginning of the explosion. Yeah, yeah. These days, even phones can shoot at a thousand frames a second for only a fraction of a second. Yes. So what would your tips be for what works well in slow-mo and what you need to think about when you're trying to set up a slow-mo shot? If you can shoot a thousand frames a second on your phone, just point at everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love anything with liquid, like a, a water balloon is the classic subject. Yeah. It's what everyone does first, but I think it's, I still find it fascinating that you pop a water balloon, the rubber whips out of there almost immediately, even in slow-mo, and then you're just left with the shape, you're left with a big glob of water. I think the most important thing for shooting slow-mo, especially when you're getting towards a thousand, is you need the right light, and you need lots of it. So for example, under a regular incandescent light bulb, or just like a, a lamp that you might find at home, chances are you're gonna see the flicker rate of the electrical grid and it looks really unattractive in slow-mo, <laughs> just when it's really distracting to see all the lights doing this. Yeah. So shoot outdoors under the sun, sun doesn't flicker, or get massive lights like I've got, <laughs> which is the more expensive option. Right then, time to make my own slow-mo. 
And in order to get some precision moves at high speed, we're attaching the 2000 frames per second Phantom camera to one other high speed device that Gab has recently got hold of. Sure. Okay. <laughs> this is Bolt. It's a high speed robotic arm that's popular with movie makers. Firstly, because you can mount any camera that you like onto the end of it. Secondly, because it's really fast. It's also motion controlled, which means that you can repeat the same move precisely over and over again for multiple takes. And finally, you can design the move of the camera in your 3D pre-visualization software and then import it straight into this and it will execute it for you. And it says, when the red light comes on, get out of the way. Gav sets up the robot by plotting some keyframes in virtual 3D space. The robot control software can even be made to trigger physical devices at different times, which means things can be dropped partway through the camera move. Today, though, we are using luck, sorry, judgment and practice to try and follow an out-of-date egg as it falls all the way down onto the floor, which it doesn't hit because I'm in the way. Egg on face, no, the metaphor is not lost on me, thank you. But after spending a day being a guest slow-mo guy, I have learned this. You don't always need elaborate stunts to make great slow-mo. Sometimes your best prop is right under your nose. <laughs> pretty, pretty good from what I saw. Thank you. <laughs> it almost looks as though like <laughs> I filmed this a few times on a few different people and this one is just really good for some reason. <laughs> 